as a parent, you would give anything to protect your children from these difficulties in life, but you don't get a choice and you've got to deal with them. And I'm much more of a believer. The more open and honest and straightforward and direct about it, the better you are instead of creating pretend situations or illusions. We've always been straightforward and honest. We get the news, we get to process it, but then they get the facts and the truth. And it's not mommy has a tummy ache. No, mommy has cancer. Kyle would have his friends come over and it's a couple of terrified little boys showing up at the door. I go, Kyle, you gotta tell them I have no hair and I don't wear hats at home. When I'm out and about, I wear a hat or a scarf. But when somebody's coming for a play date, I go, you gotta forewarn them. They're gonna see your mom without hair, just so they're not freaked out. I'm not subtle anymore, and any subtlety I had died with cancer. It's just I'm direct and to the point. I was a good parent before I had cancer. I became a better parent because of cancer, because you don't ever postpone. And you can talk about sex and drugs and alcohol with your kids because you don't have time to postpone those conversations. Nobody's guaranteed tomorrow. And cancer makes that very relevant. When you can sit and talk to your children about your death, everything else becomes easy. I think I was born an optimist and I was born a fighter. I've probably at this point in my life had 160 rounds of chemo in the last 13 years. I've had probably 20 bowel obstructions. I've had 20 angioplasties, probably five GI bleeds. I've had four ports, my fourth port's in my back. I've had so many really bad things happen, but I've always popped back, and I've had 13 years of cancer with no pain. But it changes. Six months ago, I was walking and hiking all over Italy, and I felt like a million bucks. And two months later, I'm leaving the hospital on oxygen 24-7. And I've just come off of a clinical trial that I don't think did me any good, and it probably did me harm. The way I felt those three months I was on that clinical trial drug, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't move. And I'm like, this is no way to live. It's not a way to live for me. It's not a way to live for my husband. And it's not a way to live for my kids. I've always hoped to have enough wisdom to figure out when the fight's over. And I've now decided to end treatment. And somebody's like, but you have to keep fighting. And I go, I will fight to the day I die. But the thing is, I'm doing everything I can to the best of my ability, but I'm losing. And I know that I can't make my body do things it won't do. It's not breathing on its own, and it's not breathing well. When I can't eat, Somebody's like, well, you can put a feeding tube in. And I'm like, over my dead body. Those things are not going to happen to me because I'm not going to die that way. And with the kids, once I told them I was going to stop treatment, they didn't say, well, gee, mom, you have to keep on. you got to keep doing this. Because they understood. They've seen the difference. They know what my belief system is. 
in my value system is. And once I made the decision that we're done, I haven't had a moment's doubt or regret. This is the right thing to do. It's like I've lived life by my rules and with my game plan, and I'm going to leave this world with me calling the shots as much as I can. And it's a simple fact that my body has now had enough what my mind wants to do and what my will wants to do my body's not cooperating and my body's going to win out by default the rules of the world apply i'm not one of these people who just says well maybe you'll be the one like people sit there and go well you got to have faith and you got to believe and you got to believe in miracles and i look at them and i go you fail to understand I've already had miracles. My miracle isn't that I walk out of here and I get cured. My miracle is that I got 13 years of a stage 3C diagnosis. And I watched an 8-year-old and an 11-year-old turn into a 21-year-old and a 24-year-old. The biggest thing here is perspective. So many people are afraid of the death part of living. And death's a part of living. It just, nobody's getting out of here alive. And you live and you die. It's not the dying that upsets me. It's the milestones in your children's lives you're going to miss. Seeing them walk down the aisle or seeing them have babies. The biggest decision in life they will make is who they choose to marry. And please, by God, pick the right one. Because it will have the most impact on the quality of your life and on the happiness of your life and pay attention to red flags before know what's a deal breaker and what's not what's acceptable and what's not your wedding day is a great day but the day you have children beats your wedding day complete to hell and back again and if you're married to the right person there's dozens of days throughout your life that will be better than your wedding day and even the day you have your kids I remember being on Block Island years ago standing in the sand and watching both my kids in the surf and the sky was blue and it was just the most perfect day this is what life is meant to be it's not the stuff it's not the things it's not money. It's the relationships you have and the love you give and receive that at the end of your life it, it comes down to the love. It's how many people have you loved and that have loved you and that you're real with. If people can't love you and accept you for who you are eliminate them from your life because they're not worth having. Getting cancer and dying from cancer sucks. But I don't know if I even look at myself as being unlucky. Everything in life I've ever wanted, I have. I wouldn't trade my life for anybody's. I've got the world's best husband. I got two great kids. And everything that's meaningful or important, I have. And the only thing I want from all of this is more time. 
And it's the only thing I can't have. And I get that. I hope I die with grace and dignity, which I probably will, and a few swear words, because it's one thing I've got is cancer's gone on. I've maintained my filthy little mouth and my few favorite swear words. I want to have the best quality of life for whatever days we have. And then it's like, I don't know what this whole dying stuff is going to involve. I hope it's not painful. I hope it's peaceful. I hope I can die at home. But I don't know what it looks like. If I got to call the shots, I get to hang around in bed and talk to the very last freaking minute and kind of chill up and go, hey, it's time to go. And I say goodbye and I'd walk out peacefully. But as with cancer and most things, I don't know how much of a choice I get in that. I hope I'm not laying here in a coma for two weeks because it won't really matter to me one way or the other. But I want my kids and my husband to have to see that. I still want to protect them from this. And they're both grown-ups now and they're both adults. But I'm still their mother. And it's still my job to take care of them. My greatest accomplishment in this world is my kids. I left the world a better place because of the human beings I brought into it and helped create. And they get full credit for what they accomplish and who they become. But this world is a better place because I helped mold them 